and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers, and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate, and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.catherineplano.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today we have Katia Luazel, who is a relationship and body language expert. She is also the host of French Kiss, the art and science of kissing. Katia is also the founder of The Love Destination, which is a multi-platform global digital TV and media network dedicated to everything to do with love, dating and relationships. The Love Destination is a social impact business with a global mission to conquer loneliness and disconnection, inspiring and empowering women through everything love. It is dedicated to improving the lives of women and supporting aligned charities worldwide. A little quote for you by Lao Tzu. Being deeply loved by someone gives you strength, while loving someone deeply gives you courage. Be in love with your life and every minute of it. Enjoy the Love Destination interview. So welcome. Today we have Katya Luazel. How are you today? Hello, hello, hello. I'm so excited to be speaking to you. I am fantastic. We know you're not fantastic, sweetheart. You're always fantastic. (laughs) As are you, I'm sure. Come on. I'm sure you're having a great day too, aren't we? <laughs> I always, always. And uh, for our listeners, I was just making sure that I pronounced this beautiful name, Loiselle. So it's obviously a French background. French, yes. You know, I came to I migrated to Australia. I was five and a half when uh, my mum, my dad and my little brother, we came over here from France. So we couldn't speak a word of English. It was. We've got some very funny stories about that, I can promise you. <laughs> Yes. For another time. But, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's, everybody's got an amazing journey, haven't they? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm the same. I came to Australia and I was seven and I have some exciting stories about <laughs> my time here. One famous yes. one is, um, that I think of every time is I, my mother, and it was big in France in those days in the seventies, but she used to dress my sister and I like twins and, and I mean, it looked really cute. When we look at it now, we just think, oh, that is so cool. But we used to get teased all the time. Oh, isn't that funny? And I remember when it was Halloween, our first, and no, actually it wasn't our first Halloween. I must have been seven. And my parents were invited to a Halloween party. We didn't know what that was, of course. And my parents couldn't speak English at all. My dad a little bit, but my mum nothing. And so they said, bring a plate. And so we went along to this, it said dress up. So we went along to a Halloween party. My brother was dressed as a girl. I was dressed in a Polish communion costume and my parents (laughs) bought an empty plate. 
literally, oh. because they didn't know. And, of course, you know, my brother, he was, you know, Mr. Extrovert. He loved all the attention lavished on him with his beautiful little spiral blonde hair dressed as a girl, whereas I was hiding. Everyone else, you know, ghosts, and I was there in my ridiculous outfit, hiding in the corner, wishing I was (laughs) with that empty plate with no food. So, anyway, you know, it's all part of the fun. It makes a great story now, and every time I think about it, you know, I'm – I still cringe, but it's, it's it still makes me laugh. At least you can laugh at it now. I think that's gorgeous. Yeah. Well, we all have those stories, don't we? Absolutely. Parents embarrassing us. Yeah, of course, of course. And I'm sure our children, as they get older, they'll be saying the same stories about us. Exactly. And it's perfect in time for Mother's Day, right, to talk yes. about these funny experiences that we had with our mums and, you know, and times when, at the time when we were really mortified, right? I think this is the same. For me, this is really interesting because it's, whether it's parenting or whether it's business, we have these times, and I'm sure you'll relate to this, and you ladies out there, where it feels like the world is crashing down, it's mortifying, worst case scenario, oh my goodness, you know. But then when we look back at it, they're these amazing memories, these turning points in our life, right? And what seemed like, whoa, we're actually, you know, that's what I look back on and that's what makes me smile. (laughs) Yes, so true, so true. So Katja, for our listeners, let's unpack Katja and and, uh, tell us what you do. Ah, does everybody just get quiet when you ask them that question? You're like, oh, so what do you what, what I do now or my story? Or so, let's 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 hear your story. Tell us oh, a story. Start at the very beginning. Well, I um, you know what? I'm a big believer that every great story is a love story of some kind. You know, obviously there are different kinds of loving, including to learning to love yourself, right? Mm. And so for me, that's no different. You know, I. I, the reason I do what I do now, and I guess my driving force and my inspiration, and it's been a very long, windy road, and there have been plenty of times when I've been like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing? You know, get me out of here and beat me up. Um, you know, I've always been, like most people, right, I've always, you know, when we're relational beings, we're here to connect with one another. But I, I had a lot of issues doing that as a child. You know, I really struggled. I was the person lining up in the canteen line or hiding in the toilets because I didn't really want to talk to anybody. And not because I didn't want to connect, but because I had that, you know, ingrained deep belief that I just, nobody wanted to talk to me, that I wasn't worthy. And, um, it really just, you know, to be honest, I probably wasn't a very pleasant person. And um, I remember, you, you know, and that's, you know, if anyone, and I know that a lot of people have been through this, and, you know, it's it's that deep pain, you know, of actually not being able to connect with people, of feeling on the outside is just, you know, for me, I, that was really unbearable. But, it, you know, I never saw my part in that ever. You know, I always thought that it was, it, you know, I thought that there was something intrinsically wrong with me number one but I also thought that you know there was something wrong with other people and why are they treating me like this I just couldn't understand it and um it wasn't until my early 20s and somebody actually said to me you come across as being a bitch and aloof you know you're a real snob and um you know what I (laughs) I don't know if anyone out there has ever had that experience of somebody saying something to you that you just that went completely that was completely incongruent with how you see yourself, you know what I mean? Mm. But for me, it was like, firstly, you know, I've got to admit, I felt pretty angry and I, I just was in a disbelief and like, what the hell? Um, but it, 
and mortified, you know, and this, like, I just a thousand things swirling in my head thinking. <gasps> and even now when I talk about it, you know, it just brings this sense of deep, ah, oh, not a regret, but it was just like realisation, I guess, you know, um, because it was the first time that anyone had ever said something like that to me, you know, and I was the type of person that would walk around and, you know, avoid eye contact, you know, I, would, I was very closed off and, and I, like many people, didn't actually realise how that affected my relationships and didn't affect, understand how my view of myself and my beliefs and my lack of self-worth actually affected all of my relationships and my life. You know, I mean, I was bulimic. I was bulimic for nine years. I hated myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I had this really deep sense of self-loathing. And, you know, I for me, it was about controlling everything. You know, I couldn't even now, you know, to be honest, you know, I mean, I've spoken to a lot of women about this and even now looking in the mirror, I mean, that was a long time ago, you know, 20 years ago. But even now, sometimes I still struggle and I look at myself and I think, yeah, my fat or my skinny, I don't know, you know. I still, there's still that bit of me that has to keep reminding myself every day, you're okay, you're beautiful, you're okay, you know. Um, and so, uh, so that was a real turning point. You know, I'm digressing all over the place, aren't I? Um, no, not at all. <laughs> I'm relating to everything you're saying, so I'm listening but, to you. But it's interesting, isn't it? Because these these points in our life, they, you know, and how we feel about ourselves affects every single part of our life. And really it wasn't until that moment that I actually realised that. You know, I didn't, I never understood the fact, you know, my eating disorder, I didn't really understand on a deep level that that it was actually a cry for help and a lack of self-love and me actually not being able to accept myself as I as I was you know needing to change but no matter what I was like it wasn't right it wasn't good enough you know um so I actually that was a turning point in my life and I changed everything I was engaged at the time I broke up with my partner um you know I started really studying, you know, at the time, you know, there wasn't that much out on, you know, body language and nonverbal communication and relationships. It's not like now where you can go on the internet or, you know, get <laughs> hundreds of books. Um, and so I really just started reading all the research, everything that there was to know about um, about this and actually changing my life. And, you know, I remember walking down the street and I would look people because I couldn't quite bring myself to look people in the eye because god that's confronting isn't it when you're not used to it um so I used to just look at people in the you know in their forehead and you know and force myself you know and it's it's actually a good trick if if you're out there and you're finding it hard is just to do that because eventually what happens is you'll smile even though you're looking not really at their eyes but you know above their eyebrows and they'll smile back and what happens is it's like this um it's like this dual feedback mechanism, right? You, They smile at you and then that makes you feel good and you smile and then the next person smiles back at you and all of a sudden it's like this loop that you start. It, the more you do it, the more you get. It's this amazing thing, you know, when what you give out you get and that's so true and it's true of this. And I just actually, I remember walking down the street and I was living in South Yarra and I was smiling like a crazy person at this guy in a suit, feeling like I was dying inside, honestly. But he smiled back at me and I just remember going, <gasps> and it was beautiful. And it was just like, oh, wow, you know. Um, and so that changed a lot for me, you know, and it really made me realise the power of connection, you know, connecting to yourself and understanding yourself and connecting to other people. That's just, there is so much magic and so much power in that and such a, 
and it's an amazing gift to give to yourself and also to other people but it can literally change not only your life but everyone else's and it certainly changed mine you know I went, you know, I mean, my background, I then was working with actors and, you know, had an acting agency and, you know, working on, working as an actor, completely different to before, um, and working with nonverbal, you know, communication with actors and then started working on relationships and, you know, ran speed dating events, uh, you know, around the country and workshops. And I mean, this was a long time ago, but because my background then was in the media, I started doing lots of, you know, media interviews and TV. And it, it was really interesting because I, um, it's funny, I sort of left and thought, oh, oh my goodness, I don't really want to work in TV anymore. But it's funny how sometimes what you really fear is sometimes what you really love. Do you know, have you ever felt that? Like sometimes we, we're drawn, but we kind of have this love-hate relationship with Absolutely. what we, you know. Mm. And so I love I love the connection of working with people probably as you do, right? Because mm. it's an amazing thing to be able to connect with a big audience. But by the same token, that, you know, that scared me on a lot of levels. Like what will people think of me? Will they think that I'm ridiculous, you know, am I good enough to do this? Am I fraud? All these things that come up. And so I, I stopped doing it. And was working with, you know, singles and, and couples and working sort of in the, at that time, you know, the flirting, connecting, body language sort of space. Um, and it was really interesting. Now, this is a very long story, so I'm really no, sorry. No, but, keep um, going. So I was working, doing this, and um, I wrote a book, and this was back in 2009, and I, um, you know, I'd been working with, you know, obviously TV networks and um, working on a lot of morning shows and that sort of thing, and, and I... I wrote a book and I was doing a media campaign for it and I uh, created this little really very low production quality um, online series. And lo and behold, you know, we, we ended up getting like 12 million views from this little thing that was really quite bad. I was six and a half months pregnant at the time and I remember reading people's comments, which you should never do, by the way. You know, why are you, what is wrong with you? Why are your boobs so big? Why are you so fat? You know, and I was like, oh, my God. Um, that should be enough, should have been enough to put me off, but thankfully it wasn't. But I just, it, it really made me realize, I guess, the power of one, overcoming, not letting your fear and overcoming your fear and not letting your fear getting in the way, get in the way of your message. Yep. Because for me, it, I realized that this is actually an amazing vehicle. You know, TV, that's what I love. That's, you know, when I'm in that space for me, um, you know, it's like being, in love or in my zone in nirvana you know for me it's like the best part of myself um but not letting your fear get in the way because my fear of me not being good enough in that role or putting myself out publicly actually was getting in the way of a vehicle which you know so for the ladies out there you know looking to do videos and stuff it's an amazing vehicle to connect with a, a uh, and engage with your audience right it's an amazing way like like what you're doing now an amazing way to connect with people on a really quite deep level mm. um that you would never that you would never cross paths with you know and um it really yeah so I guess for me it was accepting that this is what I need to do and this is what I'm supposed to do and if I'm going to do that that I've got to get over myself <laughs> yep. you know and I've got to get out of my own way. Um, and you know what? It's been a long – so it was sort of back then 
and that I had made the decision that I wanted to do digital TV, but with the purpose and my intention of inspiring and empowering women. Mm. Um, for me, you know, I guess my mission, my global mission is to is to conquer disconnection and loneliness and inspire and empower women through everything love, you know, mm. and that's our, that's our global mission at the Love Destination. That's my mission because the truth is most of us are lonely. Most of us feel disconnected. You know, they did an amazing study in the UK, Catherine, and I, this blew my mind that over 70% of adults said that they were lonely sometimes, always or often. Mm. And for the 18 to 34-year-olds, it was 83%. Oh, wow. The Facebook generation, right? Mm. Like, and I just thought to myself, what? And this is the thing is we're more connected than ever. But low self-esteem, you know, over 90% of women hate their bodies, Mm. you know. And I stick my, you know, I mean, I no matter how much work I, you know, do on myself, it's still honestly a battle for me, if I'm honest, to say I love my body, I can say it. But do I really mean it? No, I don't. I'm working on it and it's a journey for me, you mm. know. Yep. And it, it might be a damn well lifelong journey. Mm. Um, but, you know, this is the this is the thing. And mo- a lot of people, even in their relationships, are disconnected, not only disconnected from their partner but disconnected from themselves and who they are and what they really want and unable to speak their truth, unable to say, this is what I really need for me. This is what I need from you. This is what my little person inside of me is crying out for, unable mm-hmm. to communicate it honestly um, or even at work, unable to to say that. And I, I know that's really difficult because I find it really difficult. You know, I, I'm not one myself for having challenging conversations. I, I don't like conflict very much and for, rather I'd rather hide a lot of the time. So I know how hard that is. But I think for me and I guess the reason why I thought, and, you know, there, I've had so many setbacks, it's just not even funny, you know, to the point where sometimes, you know, I've had people and even my parents' friends say to me, why is she doing that? You know, she's a single parent, which I am now. Um, she should just stop. <laughs> as in stop doing love destination because yeah, may, right. maybe talk to us about that because i think that for our listeners that don't know what love destination yes. is and how you bring women together and and maybe talk us through a little bit about that too yes well that's it because i've gone on a rant haven't i and i haven't even no, said it um, no, so no. so the love destination so basically this is my fourth attempt you know my idea was to you know back in 2012 i started my first version and the idea was to have a free you know, so obviously with different parts to it, but an, an online, so basically an online or a digital TV network, if you like, or at the time, the first version wasn't that big. It just had a few shows. Um, that basically has content created by women for women. So content around love, self-love, dating, relationships. The truth is, I guess my, my thing is, you know, having worked in TV and media and relationships and for so long is that a lot of the content that's created is created by men for women but it doesn't make us feel good about ourselves if you have a look on tv at, at, at tv in the, at the moment you know what every relationship show married at first sight kiss bang love you know uh they're all the same it's all about instant gratification instant attraction you know that's mm. not love mm, so this true. isn't at all you know about that we have to make a, it's all about this external in order to connect with people you know but this is not love this is not what love and connection is all about and so for me i think 
And the truth is, you know, research shows that most women, and I myself, don't actually relate to the people they're seeing on screen, right? It's like, who is this person? That's not me. I'm not, I'm never going to look like this. You know, I'm never, I don't have that life. Um, You know, and for me, I guess the big thing is, for us to have honest conversations. So the Love Destination is a social impact business. So we will be working with aligned charities to inspire and empower women as well as doing, you know, um, social outreach programs and we have a global um, love ambassador program because I think that each and every one of us has the ability to create change in the world, right, and in our communities. But often we feel as though we're powerless to do so. But we're not actually. You know, we... We all have the ability to um, instill hope and love in other people as well as ourselves. And so for us, it's really about creating inspiring and empowering content, you know. Mm. Um, you know, we're still, we've only launched stage one. So we're at the moment, I'm going to the US at the end of this month in two weeks and we're filming in New York and LA and it's kind of been this big jump and a big change sort of in the company, you know, and for me it's it's taken such a long time that sometimes, you know, for the women in business out there, as you know, sometimes you think I don't know whether this is going to work or not, you know. Um, How exciting. It is. It's really exciting. But I guess for me it's, you know, sometimes you just have to follow your heart and is I think if your intention's right and you, you, you know why you're doing something, then sometimes you have to just keep going. Despite mm, abs- everything, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And Katya, you said you it's your fourth attempt. So, and, and some of our listeners, a lot of our listeners, are actually women in business. And yeah. So, what would be some of the lessons learned along the way? Um, I think the big thing is, you know, a, a lot of just because sometimes we get into, and I think this is the biggest learning curve for me, is sometimes we get into business with people into relationships and not just in business relationships or into situations because we feel as though we're not worthy, because we feel as though on our own we can't do it and we don't always make the right decisions Mm. because we don't trust our gut. So number one, if your gut says something to you, regardless of how much you think this is such an amazing opportunity, if your gut is screaming no or even gently whispering, Catherine, no, then don't do it. Mm. Um and this was a big thing for me because I really doubted my ability to do something on my own. You know what I mean? I felt like I needed to do something with other people. And 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 that, you know, and sometimes you make the wrong decisions because of that as well. The second thing is people will tell you to stop. And failure is an important part of business, I think. You know, you learn from your mistakes. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't mean that the idea is flawed. Sometimes it means you just, you know, you, you just have to change things or tweak things a little bit or get feedback or change a direction. Or sometimes it's because what you're doing isn't quite aligned with mm. your the right intention at the time. And, you know, sometimes we get in, we've got an idea and we have an intention, but then we go off the road a little bit because this looks like a better financial model and we kind of can forget about, why we started it in the first place and in my opinion it's just my opinion if you do that eventually things start to fall down you know and I've had that experience and then had to recalibrate and think actually no what is it why am I doing this and it has to come from that first you know so for me everything has to be about love and with love first full stop Mm. you know it's got to come from that Regardless of the other thing, you know, even if something sounds like a great plan, if it if it doesn't fit into that, then 
just can't do it, you know. Um, so I think that's it. And then not to give up, I, you know, I was watching, I can't remember his name now, but he, his name is Gary and I'm, I, I, he does, you know, those inspiring YouTube videos and he's got that Facebook group about, you know, and he's got millions and millions of followers. But basically I love, I was watching his video this morning and I loved what he said is that the the big thing, and I think it's so true, the big thing that we're missing as business people and business women is patience, you know, because we think that it's just because we, you know, because we, we love our idea that it's going to happen quickly. And, mm. you know, it's, you know, I've been working full-time on this idea since the beginning of 2014 and I haven't had a, like, paid job since then apart from, like, doing brand spokesperson things every now and again. And that's a really long time. You know, I'm a single parent I separated from my ex-husband um in 2012 and I have the kids most of the time and so juggling that has been a nightmare (laughs) how do you do it um not very well honestly um and I think that's something that a a lot of mums will face right whether you're a single parent or whether you're a parent full stop Mm. is often you know I mean if I can speak from I often feel like a complete failure to be honest and I often feel as though I'm doing both jobs badly but I think for me, it's just giving myself a break, mm. actually, and just and even communicating to the kids that I'm actually doing the best that I can, and and having to remind myself about that all the time because for me it's a compromise. And I, you know, often I'm working until two a.m. and then I get up at six because now I've just we've just appointed new executive directors and global marketing development team, and they're based in Canada and LA. So for me, that's an amazing thing. But also it means that I have to do Skype calls, you know, at 6 a.m. Yes. But I'm going to bed at 2. And but and also, you know, you know that that's bad for you. And, you know, we at the Love Destination, we're all about self-love and here I am and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, how do how do you make, how do you juggle this? I don't know. You tell me. Um, I'm still not at the point of having a good balance. And mm. I don't know if there is such a thing as a good balance. I don't know. Is there? No. You tell no. me. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't. <laughs> How do you do it? I say love, I always say, uh, oh, love, listen to me. I'm speaking about love. I always yeah. used to look for work-life balance, but now it's work-life integration. I don't believe there is. I think that it, I got more stressed out trying to separate the two. But the moment that I went, you know, it, they're all one. They're part of my life. Yes. I'm doing what I love. It was so much more easier to work through. Uh, and yeah so I I just call it an integration there is no such thing as balance you have to integrate it and how do you integrate it into your life yeah you know what and I love that you say that because I think one of the interesting things at the beginning when I started this business you know I work from home and I I, for me that's great because firstly I can't afford to rent anywhere I can't afford an office and and I'd rather pay my staff with that money and secondly it means that you know if the kids are sick or whatever you know it's just easier but um, also, you know, at the beginning, I would pretend, right? Like I'd pretend, make us sound out to be this much bigger than we were because I thought, well, the power of perception. But, uh, uh, but then at the end, I, you know, it, it's actually exhausting doing that, you know, keeping up this whole pretense. I found it just exhausting. So then I, I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to be honest and say, you know what, I, I work from home. If the kids are screaming in the background, sorry about that. When I do my media interviews now, I'm sort of like, oh, you might hear. Because sometimes my daughter, I, I do media interviews at 6.30 in the morning and I'm in bed in my pyjamas 
Angelique's sleeping in bed next to me, you know, and I'm like, I'm sorry if she wakes up or, you know, I've got her laying next to me. But that's good. That's gorgeous. And I think, well, that's part of integration as well, you know. And there's so many women uh, that do that. Like I remember uh, when we did, um, I was part of uh, Wide for Wonder and, they are the one of the ladies that organizes it, Sarah. She had her little baby up on stage, and you know, I think it's not it's it's about integrating what what is your life because it makes it so much easier for you and the child, or for you when you're standing in your truth and you're not trying to be something else when you're not. You're actually a mother. I think people understand that too, and they embrace it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's you know I don't, this is a big thing I think for women is uh, I really feel um, that it's just time for us to cut the crap and just be a bit more honest. You know, there's Mm. so much power in supporting one another and allowing ourselves to be vulnerable rather than actually a a lot of women, and we've been brought up this way, haven't we? We see each other as competition rather than inspiration. And that's why I love this program that you're doing because women are inspiring to hear other women's stories, you know. It can really help us. It can Mm. help us get through those hard spots absolutely and actually you know the women in my life and also you know the you know the the, the men around me who've I wouldn't be you know wouldn't be sitting where we're now and now going you know about to launch in a few months you know a global digital tv and media network you know on everything love if it weren't for the people around me because honestly there were many times where I was sitting at home and I thought I don't even want to go to investors because I'm too scared and they were like we will ha- literally come here we will help you write the deck and they did and you know and they supported me and they they said I felt like that too you know when I thought I feel like a fraud I want to give I feel like I need to give up I I don't know if I can do it it's the people around you when you are honest and you tell you know people can't relate to you and your story people can't help you Mm. people can't support you unless you're vulnerable right unless you open up and you say this is hard I'm struggling, I need advice, rather than pretending we, we, we put on this shiny exterior, you know, exterior and pretend as though we have everything happening and we've got it all going on, but we don't. And so mm. why pretend? So you know, true. Why, not, why not just say, how can I help you? And, you know, can you help me? Can you, I'd love your advice. Oh, my God, I'm struggling today, you know, because being, a, being in business and is – for me anyway, and I've, I've found that a lot of people I've spoken to, you know, it can be really isolating, it can be confusing, it can feel really lonely, it's particularly, to, you know, if for the extroverts out there, you know, working by yourself can be, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm dying, you know, so I, I need to call my support network and say, hey, can we catch up and talk because they're like a lifeline, aren't mm. they? Oh, absolutely, and I don't believe in uh competition I believe in collaboration because yes. we're all unique we're all individual and it's how do we work together absolutely I, I do have to ask you because I mean I love the fact you've been standing your truth and being so vulnerable because there's a lot of strength in vulnerability and I think that's the the new uh, the new way moving forward is about vulnerability. And you see that a lot more in a lot of the, the women and a lot of leaders today. They really are standing in, uh, and, and expressing exactly what they're feeling and how they're feeling yes. and being vulnerable. And all it does, it opens up the space for others to stand in their truth and be vulnerable as well, which I just yeah. love. I just yeah. love. Yeah. 
it's it's so powerful, isn't it? And yeah. um, and and it's great for women to know, and men, but for women to know that, and for us to show our children as well that there is that there is strength in vulnerability, you know, there and is. that there and it is okay to be vulnerable. Not just okay, it is good to be vulnerable because it's in being vulnerable that we truly can connect on an intimate level with people. And what could be more beautiful, right? Mm. Than you know, I mean. When one feels really understood, and you know that's that's when we can really express ourselves and really connect on a on sort of on a much deeper level. So, I think that's just so beautiful. <laughs> it, it is. Listen to you, Katja. So, Katja, every business has pain points. What would be one of your oh. biggest pain points in your business? Oh, you know, I think um, doing a list. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's so many. You know, lack of time. You know, I, I, um, oh, yeah, lack of time is a really, really big one. And you know, and I'm sure that you can relate to this. And most of the business women listening to this will relate to this. It's almost if I could clone ten of me, my life would be much easier. But it's just you, you particularly when it's your business and you end up, you, you sort of have your hand in all the pies. You're the, you're, you're the bookkeeper. You're the, you, you've, and you've got to approve everything. And it's particularly when you want to make sure that, you know, it's done with the same intention. And it's just a lot of pressure. And I think that that pressure is all, it's almost like walking a tightrope sometimes, I feel. You know, it can be really, a certain amount of pressure can really help you grow but when it gets too much particularly with kids or you have the added pressure of kids wanting stuff now 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 please 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 now 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 what are you doing why are you working um for me that that's always a very fine balance and that's that's my big one that and you know resources like financial resources that's just it's always a struggle you know so obviously, so there's two pain points. So the pain point I heard was time and um, financials. So time and money. <laughs> money. So how do you work through those? Because all of us have those moments where yes. time is of essence and we don't have enough time and we've got deadlines to, to meet and you've got your people that are working with you saying, hey, this has got to be done yeah. last week. Uh, but like you said, you're, you're the salesperson, marketing person, bookkeeper, you're everything. <laughs> So how do you work through that? Like how do you actually, what's your solution for time and yes. for money? Well, this is the thing is I, I, I have to admit to not being particularly organized, but one thing that saves me is lists. So I literally have every day, like I have my weekly list and I have my daily list and I prioritize because otherwise, and there's always, there always ends up being five or six things on that list that end up having to go to the next day, but it certainly helps. Because I can procrastinate. When I get into overwhelm, I procrastinate and I'll just stare at the wall and do nothing. Mm. Um, so that's a big thing for me. And so I know that I need to manage that. And that's another thing is just managing your stress levels. So even if it's just sitting and just closing my eyes for a minute and just, you know, I say to myself, you know, thank you for my constant sources of love and connection <laughs> and income. And I try and give myself these little affirmations when I'm feeling like, oh, my God, I've got no money left. ha, ah, ha. ha. So I just, but it, and it, you know, but it actually does work. It just, it, for me, it helps to relieve my stress and just get me sort of sent, 
centered back into my body so that I'm not flipping out mm. because when I'm like that I actually just can't function yeah of and course. then I procrastinate um and I guess another thing which has been really difficult for me is two things I'm a, normally a yes person I say yes to everything and it's only been in the last year and a half that I had to start saying no to things and it's really difficult and I find it really painful to do that I don't like to disappoint people I'd rather disappoint myself than others mm. which is a crazy thing but there's, that's helped me a lot and it's been very hard to do and sometimes I've literally sat looking at emails for a day before I could write back and say, sorry, I can't do this when, because my initial reaction is yes for sure. But I've, I've had to – so if you're a yes person, then actually giving yourself a day or two days before you actually reply and sometimes it's meant I haven't replied to people for a week just because I really can't say yes, but I'm going to. So I just haven't replied, which is terrible, bad for relationships. But rather than saying yes when I really don't want to, if I can't say no, I just wait. <laughs> um, which is, but I'm working through this as part of my journey. You know, I mean, I've been like this for my whole life. And so it's a big one for me to stop mm. myself from doing that. Um, and the other thing is delegating. You know, I, I'm also the type of person that is, self admittedly maybe a bit of a control freak and takes on everything and allowing people to do what they're good at rather than mm. taking over and mm. that's hard to let go of that but I think it's really important I've become an expert at delegating I love delegating <laughs> I need your and, tips no and you know there are purely because there is uh one of me um there's so much going on I have an amazing yes. team and i just trust what they know what they're doing and they just go for it and I think that I've by I think by doing that too you empower people when you allow yes. them to uh just you know obviously you've got them working with you uh because of their areas in in uh whatever expertise that is and so I just let them run with it and then we can then collaborate but I, yes. I, for me I could there's no way I could do it all myself because there's just no, not enough time and there's only one yeah. for me it'd be impossible so Katia what we do um for every woman of inspiration we have on the show we always ask them to pick one word that best describes your personal brand so what would be that one word for you <laughs> love <laughs> of course I knew you would say love 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 I you know love that's it. our motto everything love so what else would it be come on <laughs> and, and for our listeners once you see Katia you'll see she oozes love she just it just oozes out of <laughs> oh, her oh you're so, so lovely and the other thing that we do as we wrap up the show, we always ask our beautiful woman of inspiration to leave uh, our listeners with three shiny golden nuggets. So what would you like to leave for our listeners today? Yes, number one is know your why, so know your intention and always follow that. You know, don't be swayed. So have your intention and keep at it. Um, number two, trust your gut and your instinct because your gut knows and if something feels wrong or a situation feels dodgy, then reevaluate or, you know, get some advice or support or something, but always trust that. And um, number three, which is like a three and four, is one is be yourself, be true to who you are and keep going, you know, just don't give up. You got this. You got this. I love this. I love the fact you said you got this. And for our listeners, how can they find you, darling? So you can jump on either to Facebook at The Love Destination or check out our website at thelovedestination.com. 
thank you so much for being so honest and uh, standing your truth. Because so true, a lot of the stuff that you speak about, I resonate with, and I'm sure our listeners will resonate with. And it's and it is it is very powerful with uh, you spending your time with us today and being vulnerable and telling the truth. So thank you so much for your time. Thank oh, thank you so much for having me. And big kiss to you out there. Have a wonderful week. Have happy Mother's Day. Thank you so much, darling. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye, gorgeous. Bye-bye. That brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed the show as it is my mission to reach out and inspire as many individuals like you. And one of the best ways to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. It's easy and it only takes about 10 seconds. If you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please take care.